Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Well, I am excited today to have my very close friend, dear friend, uh, kind of became more like family over the years, uh, Larry Clare with us today. Larry, welcome to the L3 Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me, Pastor Aaron. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm just excited to be able to talk to the executive pastors on the network. Yeah, awesome. Excited to have you. For those who don't know, um, uh, Larry, share a little bit about who you are so that people know who you are and what you're doing. Give us a little insight to you. All right. Well, I am the executive pastor at Freedom Christian in Sterling Heights. Uh, I'm the former kids pastor, and I have been on staff there for 13 years. Ten of I those think, years, he I was his lead pastor, which was a blast. Yep. Learned a lot from you yeah. and uh, been in ministry overall for about 24 years. I, I'll just encourage you, Larry. You're the only staff pastor I ever had in all my years that I never had a complaint about. I, I So just know. <laughs> uh, so don't mess up now on this podcast. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, a good that's a good thing. Uh, it's great to, great to have you on here. You mentioned you're an executive pastor, and you know, one of the things that happens in churches, um, we have defined roles. Uh, lead pastor is the lead pastor, the vision caster, the leader of the church, the shepherd of the church. You have youth pastors, kids pastors as you serve. Those roles are clearly defined. Worship pastors, young adult pastors, all those kind of things. The executive pastor is really an administrative role of the church. It has a whole lot of stuff in the box of sure executive does. pastor. Yep. It's not as relegated to youth, kids, Young adults, it's it's kind of a collage and a collection of a lot of things. Very broad. Very broad, very broad. And yet, essentially important. Now, not every church has an executive pastor, so we know that some of you may hear this today and say, I don't have an executive pastor, but I want to encourage you to have a vision for an executive pastor. Yeah. Uh, you might call them associate pastor, uh, associate pastor of stuff. I don't know, whatever yep. the title might yeah. be. Uh, but even if it's paid or volunteer, administration in the church is an important part of every church. In yes. fact, lack of administration often leads to low vision and criticisms of leadership. So yes. this is an essential thing that yes. you do. As an executive pastor who's been in that role now for a while, uh, how do you view, talk to us about the role of an executive pastor. My role is to secure the vision of the lead pastor in very practical ways. Yeah. So um, I read this and, and, I, and I've adopted this. It is Filling the gap between vision and reality. Oh, I like that. So we have a vision that's put forth. Right. It's my job to make that happen. Okay. And sometimes vision um, doesn't necessarily line up with reality. We have to look at building, finances, budget. We have to look at all the practical things. So my role is to make the vision come true with the practical things. Yeah. And that, and that can include what kinds of areas? So well, talk about that. You've got budget and finances. Right. Um, you've got recruiting. Yep. Uh, do we have the right team in place? Uh, planning, calendar planning, uh, event planning, facilities management. Do we have the spaces that we need to, to do events, to do the vision, to do the training, to make the vision happen? Right. Uh, human resources. This is organizational alignment. Right. Are we in line? Do we have the right staff to meet the vision for the future of the church? Right. Um, and then communication. Are we communicating our vision effectively internally to the staff 
And are we communicating our, our vision externally to the congregation and to the community? Right. So they're all, those are all things that fall under me. Right. And I know that different churches are different with an executive pastor role. Some, some are more business oriented. Right. Some are more, you know, assistant pastor oriented. Right. I don't speak a whole lot. Right. I'm more on the business side, the operational kind of like the CFO, CIO kind of deal. So, um, but all of those things come into making the vision happen. Absolutely. And, and they're essential. And, uh, you know, I had an executive, well, I had a, a large staff, but I was an executive pastor for a few years. And one of the greatest joys of being an executive pastor is you get to fulfill the vision of the pastor you serve. Yes. Yep. And, and every pastor is different. You served under, I'm different than Pastor Bill. Bill's Pastor Bill's different than me. I'm different than my dad. My dad was different than yep. me. Those, you, you have those different things, but the role of an executive pastor doesn't change even if the pastor changes because the goal is to fulfill the vision of that's right the lead the, pastor the, the talk lead about pastor. that so that that can be one of that's actually can be one of the challenges yeah. of being executive pastor is not overstepping your bounds that's good talk um, about that my my job is to lead from the second chair and i have to be good with that and and some people are really good at that and some people aren't some people want to lead from the first chair. Right. Um, so you've got to be okay with leading from that second chair. Your job is to support the lead pastor. And if, if you don't agree with him a hundred percent, you need to have that conversation behind closed doors respectfully. Right. And that can be healthy. If right. you're not having those healthy conversations, then you're not doing your job either. Right. So, but once that decision's made, if you don't agree with it, you need to get behind it. Right. And if you can't, then you need to evaluate, are you in the right position? Correct. So that, those are just, that's just one of the challenges of doing that. But there's a really good book that was, it's called um, Crucial Conversations. Okay. It was a great book that helped me have those conversations. Um, you and I would have conversations when sure. I was working for you. Yeah. And um, I learned a lot there, but it's hard sometimes to walk in and say, hey, pastor, you know, I, I understand your vision, but these are some things that we need to talk about. Right. And, uh, you know, if a vision's brought forth and we don't have the finances or we don't have whatever it might be, you have to have the conversation. Right. Uh, you can't just move forward and, and do it. So, so there are some challenges with that. Um, you know, the church, I like to say the church is not a business, right. but I like to do the business of the church. Right. Absolutely. Those are challenges. Yeah. You know, uh, some of the challenges <clears throat> that uh, talk about that for a moment, you mentioned it. I think it's really good. It's one of the biggest challenges is, um, it is okay, at least in my opinion, it is okay for a staff member to say, that's not how I would do it, but it's not okay to live at a level of leadership. No one invited you to live at. Exactly. So there's, there's a difference between saying, okay, I would have done that different, but I'm on board versus I would have done that different and go ahead and fail. Yeah. Talk about that as an executive pastor, that tension between, Hey, it's not how I would do it. It's not how I would naturally approach it but it really doesn't matter. And I'm never going to live at the lead pastor and say, if I was the lead pastor, here's how I would do it. It's more of a decision versus a philosophy against the pastor. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. You, you have to, there, if, if there's some, something fundamentally wrong with the decision that he's making, obviously you have, you know, you have the responsibility to protect the church, protect the people, protect right. the finances. And we're not talking about moral yeah, things. Yeah, we're, we're talking not, about business, literature, right. not moral or ethical things. We're talking yeah. just vision. Yeah. Things, right. So, you know, if, if a vision is brought forth and you're like, well, you know, I'm not sure about this or, or the one I hear from, from seasoned pastors, I hear this a lot. Staff pastors is, well, that's not the way we've done it in the past. Right. Or we we've done it this way. Right. And, and, you know, I've served under you. I've served, served under your dad. Yeah. Um, I, Bill Bess is our lead pastor sure. now. Yeah. At former churches, I've, I've served, under, served under several different lead pastors. Right. And every one of them have a different style. Right. Um, 
And you have to just understand that the style of that lead pastor might not be your style. Right. You might not agree with everything they say or how they do certain things. Your job, you're there to support him. You're yeah. there to bring that vision forth. To bring your emotions into alignment with yes. the vision of the pastor. Yes, and right. if your emotions are out of alignment or your attitude is out of alignment, you have to figure out how to get that back in alignment. Right. And it's like I said a few minutes ago, if you can't get that in alignment or you fundamentally disagree with the vision of where the lead pastor is going, you need to evaluate your position on that staff. Absolutely. And you need to have a very frank conversation with, with your lead. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the challenges. Talk about some of the... The benefits, you know, so I'll go back to you served on staff with me for 10 years in a, as a, a children's pastor, and you were more than that. We talked about other things, but you, you've now stepped into this role. You see the bigger picture. You see oh, yeah. the things that, oh, yeah. as a lead, lead pastor, I didn't really share with the whole staff because yeah. it wasn't appropriate. It's not yeah. the burden that the staff needs to weigh and right. carry, but an executive pastor does share a large percentage of that burden of the church, the responsibility of it. Talk about the benefits side of that. I mean, the challenges are there, but why is it good to be an executive pastor? Man, some of the benefits, the, the benefits are awesome. Yeah. And and one of the one of my favorite things, and I, I understand now the conversations that I would have with you after you would have a board meeting and come to us with, with a bonus or a pay raise right. or something like that, the, the excitement in your voice, yeah. I understand it. Yeah. And, and I love to be able to go to the support staff and say, hey, the board wants to bless you right. or, hey, we're going to do this or, hey, we're going to do this. The other thing I really love is I love being in on the ground floor. Yeah of vision. Be in the room you know, with the conversation. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we sit down at a coffee shop and we say, Hey, what are your thoughts on doing this? Yeah. Or, you know, what, what if we need, what if we went there? Right. It's like, man, that's really exciting that you want to do that. Yeah. So I get to hear all of that yeah. beforehand. Right. And not only that, but the excitement comes when I get to provide what's needed right. to make that vision a practical thing. Right. So I get to pull the team together. I get to look at the finances. I Flesh get to put the budget. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I get, to, I get my fingers in it yeah. and then we get to present that vision right. and, and I've already heard it and I've already, I own it. It's in my heart and I get to communicate it at a level that other staff members don't understand it right. because they haven't seen the numbers. They haven't had those coffee shop talks. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest benefits. One of the biggest perks for me is I get I get to have that vision yeah. uh, before anybody else does. Right. It, it's selfish. I yeah. get to I get to hear it before anybody else. But and it's, it's also just, fun. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you have ownership. I think it's ownership at a higher level. Yes, you understand why things are happening, the purpose of it, how this piece fits with this piece, why the kids ministry didn't get this yet, but the youth ministry got this, but why that will benefit the kids ministry exactly in a year. Yes, and they'll understand it. But right now. This is, you know, it's, yeah. it's a big picture. Yeah. Every, every staff member has a piece to the puzzle right. and they bring that piece and they insert it in the puzzle and it makes the picture. Right. But I'm standing back and I get to see all the staff members and what pieces they're holding. Right. And we get to put that whole puzzle together. It, it goes back to something that you used to say a long time ago. Yeah. You would see the pieces in the air yeah. and you would grab them and pull them down and assemble the, the puzzle on right. the table. And now I'm in that position. I get to see all of those pieces. And as they come together, yeah. it's just great to be able to, to have that vision happen right in front of you. Love that. Love that. So one of the things that is a dangerous thing for executive pastors, and I'm not saying that this has happened to you, uh, but I know what happens, uh, is uh, executive pastors, because they're working so closely on behalf of the pastor, oftentimes they become the person that everyone goes to with complaints or yes. criticisms or even puffing you up or, yes. you know, you're doing this and you're doing that. Yep. How does an executive pastor stay healthy 
when leading from the second chair to, to not let your ego go to, you know, to stay healthy and keep yourself in that spot. You know, it's really easy with my personality. It's really easy to just make those decisions. And with, with our, with my current lead pastor, he is very hands off in my position. He has said, you're the executive pastor. These are your responsibilities. Take care of it. I'm not going to interfere. And I love that. But at the same time, if you have the wrong personality in that second chair, they can overtake or try to overtake what the lead pastor is doing. Um, So I'm always checking checking my attitude. I'm always making sure that I'm not acting more than who I am. Right. Um, and you're right. People come to me and they say, Hey, you know, what about this? Pastor did this or pastor did that or so-and-so did that. And I'm like, you know what? That's a conversation you need to have with him. Right. That's not a conversation you have with me. Right. If it's about building budget finances, you know, something like that, I would be more than happy to have that conversation. So, uh, you just have to be really careful that you don't take on that responsibility for something that you're not responsible for. You're not the representative of the people to the pastor and, and you don't want to poison your own well, you know, a lot of people poison their own well and staff, you can let that ego go to your head. And that's that phrase I always say, I never lived at a level of leadership. No one invited me to participate. Yes. Yep. And as an executive pastor, you have not been asked to be the lead pastor. That's right. So don't put yourself in that role. And I don't want to be the lead pastor. Right, you don't want to be. And, and by the way, executive pastor is also good because the lead pastor still has to deal with the ultimate junk and you can pass that off and still yep. be an executive pastor. <laughs> that's the beauty of leading <laughs> from the, the second chair. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Larry, what are some practical resources, um, uh, or relationships that are important to keeping uh, an executive pastor to be effective or helping them to be effective in their role? There's there's a lot of resources out there, and you, you, there's more and more available now for executive pastors. Uh, it's becoming more of a thing now. Yeah. And, and it's not just for large churches. We're no. seeing smaller churches uh, have some sort of an executive pastor to, to help with the business end of things. Right. And so, so some here, I'm going to give some real quick advice is if you're coming into an executive pastor position, or if you've been put in that position and you have a strong theological background, yeah. go get some business training, right? That's Take some good. business classes, read some business books. Good. If you're coming into the executive pastor position, you have your MBA, right. but you don't have a heavy theology background, go read some books, take right. some training, do my some, get credentialed or upgrade your credentials. Cause you need both of those. You That's need good. a business background, but you need the, the theology and the, the biblical knowledge and the relationship with God to, cause you're there for people, right? The, the church is not a business. Right. It's, you know, we're, we're running the business of the church right. for the people. So there's a, there's a website called xpastor.org. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty decent site. It's got a lot of articles and things on right. it. Um, it is not an AG site. Right. So, you know, filter it as you read through that sure. stuff. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of different things. Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of podcasts out there. The two that I listen to on a regular basis are Converge Coaching. Yep. And I listen to the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. And the L3 Podcast. Yes. Just for remember sure. that one. There's three of them that you listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, find, find, find a podcast that you like right. and, and listen to it yep. and, and take notes. Uh, the other thing, uh, network, yeah. network with other executive pastors. Yeah. Uh, we've got a cohort group starting up uh, the third Tuesday of February at right. 7 p.m. Yep. Um, I think the, the network's going to get the information out on that, Correct. on how yep. to do that. So coming we've got quick. that coming up. We're going to, so we're going to meet with, with the executive pastors across the network. Yep. And it's not just a time of, you know, chewing the fat. We're right. going to have some teaching. We're going to have some, some information swap and things like that. And we did uh, council lunch last year for executive pastors. We're going to do that again this yes. year. So, uh, and Larry's overseeing that and we'll just 
gather together and it's a time to fellowship, talk and connect. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I, we, we had a great one uh, last network council. Yeah. We had a, we had a great time, great people, great food. And uh, I had made some really good connections. Yeah. So, um, the other thing is network with people in your church yeah. and in your community. We've got a guy in our church who's an HR guru, mm-hmm. and I'm always asking him questions about HR. Yeah. Hey, can you help me with this? And he's helped me with with our employee handbook. He's helped me with some onboarding and offboarding that we've done. And uh, But now if you're going to network with people in the church, be really careful that right. you don't divulge information Correct. that you shouldn't be. Right. So, But also network with people in the community. Yeah. Um, I've connected with a couple of guys in our community. One of them is an insurance expert. Yeah. And, and I call him, and he gives me advice for free. I don't yeah. have to pay for it because we're friends. Right. So, um, it's amazing what a steak dinner will do to create friendship. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Uh, the other thing is read books. Um, you know, I'm, I'm reading about a book a month right now. And the trick is I don't have time to sit and actually read the book. Right. So I buy the book and then I get the audio book. Right. So on my hour drive to the network office, you know, I chewed away an hour hours worth of time on a book, but then I have the actual book where I can highlight things and go back and reference it later on down the road. So those are just a few of the things that, that I would encourage, you know, an executive pastor to do for, you know, to resource and to learn, but always be learning, always learn more. You, You don't, you know, you can always learn more in your position. You have to become the skilled craftsman or woman of your role. Yes. And, uh, I'll be honest, a lot of lead pastors don't know how to use an executive pastor or an assistant pastor. I didn't, when I first had an executive pastor, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to use that role. I do now, but I didn't then. Yeah. Uh, and so understand also that you're, you are working with your pastor to develop that role, to yes. create that relationship. And that takes time. So become the expert that you can be for you mm-hmm. and allow your pastor the grace to help develop them so that it becomes an effective thing. Yes. An effective executive pastor role is beneficial to the church. It can also be one of the worst things a church can do if yes. it doesn't work well. Yep. Larry, as we conclude this, and I thank you for your wisdom, any other advice you'd like to give executive pastors or lead pastors who are listening to this right now uh, about this concept? I, I have one one more piece of advice, and this is this is something we've been talking about as a staff. And it is, if you, you can get really caught up and this is a drawback. This is one of my weaknesses is I can get caught up in the day-to-day operations of the church, the HR, all of that stuff. And I can forget to take time to spend with the Lord. Yeah, right. And if we're not spending time with the Lord, we're not, we don't have that overflow where we can minister to our congregants right. and do the job that God's called us to do. Yeah. So you I think that's one of the most important things. You can slip into a business side of yes. this only. It's and, very easy to yeah, do that. Yeah. It's got to be watched. And, and, and even beyond that, as an executive pastor, I'd add one more thought. Uh, see if you agree. You also have to be relational with those you lead. For sure. Uh, if you just lead from an authoritative standpoint, you won't have the respect and the buy-in. Yeah. You win people's hearts and you get their hands. Exactly. And, uh, if people aren't on your heart, they're on your nerves. So uh, as an executive pastor, remember not to become the only person, the only time you interact is when things are bad. Right. You have to learn to interact when things are good too, yeah. so that those bad moments can be growth moments, not just corrective moments. You don't want to be that guy where it's like, uh-oh, I got to go see Larry. Yeah. That's not, I want them to say, hey, I need to go see Larry. Right. And, or I want to go into their office. I spent a lot of time, just like you did, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time in our staff's offices. Yeah. Go in and sit down, have it's conversations. Important. And yeah, if you don't have those relationships, when it comes time to, you know, either cheer or make corrections, yep. you don't have the buy-in. Be the man or woman 
an, an executive role that, that knows the hearts and knows the lives of the people you lead so that in those corrective moments, they're more re ready to respond. Yep. So yep. Larry, thank you for being on the podcast. Excellent. We so th we're so thankful. Uh, I encourage you to be a part. Uh, if you're a lead pastor or you've heard this and you have an executive pastor, full-time, part-time, no time, uh, whatever it is, uh, have them be a part of the cohort that's coming out. Also look to network council for a launch. Larry, thanks for being here. Awesome stuff. Hey, thanks for having me on. It was great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan ministry network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.